Hi, welcome to A Look Behind and Rewind. I'm your host, Tom Nielsen. Way doggy. <laughs> well, thank you, Jethro. Yes, that's right, folks. Today, we're going to be looking at hot dogs, frankfurters, wieners, conies, whatever you call them in your neck of the woods. Did you know that the hot dog was invented way back in 1867 when a German immigrant by the name of Charles Feltman began selling them at his refreshment stand on Coney Island as a convenient way for beachgoers to enjoy this tasty snack? Well, gang, actually, that's only one of many, many stories about how the hot dog got started. What we do know is this. German immigrants who loved sausages probably brought them to America in the 1800s. And around the same time, there was also a famous dog breed from Germany called the Dachshund. As you know, it's a long, skinny dog, brown in color and very low to the ground. And people noticed the similarity of the breed to this new taste treat. <laughs> and so they began calling them Dachshund sausages. But for some, that was kind of hard to pronounce. So ultimately, these long, skinny sausages were renamed hot dogs. And they even became quite popular in other places like college campuses, such as Yale University, where they had food trucks known as dog wagons. Well, that's our little history lesson for today. There will be a pop quiz on this later, so make sure you pay attention. Oh no! By the way, did you happen to catch the news stories recently about Oscar Mayer? Yes, this famed international purveyor of hot dogs had a little brouhaha on social media when its parent company, Kraft Foods, tried to mess with success. Can you imagine that? Well, those corporate types decided to rename the famous Oscar Mayer Wienermobile, their huge hot dog on wheels, which had been around since 1936. They thought it would be a good way to play up their 100% beef franks by giving it a new name. So what did they call it? The Frankmobile. <gasps> well, I don't have to tell you what the reaction to that was. Millions of Oscar Mayer customers immediately rose up in rebellion, saying, What are you, crazy? Yeah. And so only four months later, they changed it back to the Wienermobile. Wow. And that means all of you Oscar Mayer Wiener fans can now rest easy. The world is back to the way it was. And, oh yes, by the way, the company has also begun advertising for Wienermobile drivers. Cool. So if you're looking for a job driving a giant hot dog, <laughs> get your resume together and send it off right away. Oscar Mayer wants you. Yeah, all right. You know, my own fascination with hot dogs goes back a long way. I can remember those days when the old man took us on long drives and family vacations, when inevitably the cry would go up from the back seat, I'm hungry! Yes, my kid brother and I would usually express our dissatisfaction in no uncertain terms. And back then, the place we often wound up at was that famous restaurant chain with the bright orange roof, Howard Johnson's. <laughs> Remember them? It used to be that you couldn't travel more than a few miles without seeing one of their restaurants. Well, they had the best hot dogs, I tell you. 
And I did not realize it at the time, but Hojo's particular style of serving the dogs was actually something that came out of New England. A very unique, distinctive bun that was very different from the regular hot dog buns that we'd buy in the supermarket. Their buns were made with a split top. In other words, instead of having the buns pre-sliced on the side, they were sliced on the top. Speaking of buns, why is it that the bakers and the hot dog makers could never get their act together? You could buy hot dogs in a 10-pack, but the buns always came eight to a package. Eight! That meant somebody in the family would always wind up with two naked hot dogs, since we didn't have enough buns to go around. Thanks so much, bun companies. Chalk that one up to stupid marketing tricks, I tell you. But I digress. Back to the story of hot dogs. When I got older and moved away from home, I was now in the position of buying or cooking my own dogs. And of course, all the accoutrements that go along with them. Like sauerkraut, for example. There are a lot of different variations on that recipe, as I found. If you buy your hot dogs at a food truck or a street vendor, chances are good that the sauerkraut they serve is fresh out of the package. No special touches or added ingredients. Sometimes the kraut is even served cold. <laughs> Not warmed up at all. But if you go to a classy hot dog joint, you probably get sauerkraut that's actually been cooked and maybe even spiced up with some special ingredients. When I lived in Cleveland, Ohio, I used to shop at the West Side Market, an old-fashioned marketplace with dozens of different food vendors, like butchers, bakers, cheesemakers, and much more. So one time, I asked a meat vendor why his sauerkraut always tasted so good. And he told me that he added things like fried onion, garlic, little morsels of ham and bacon, and other ingredients slow simmering it all in butter until it was extremely tender and not sharp and bitey like the raw sauerkraut you get at a hot dog cart. So from that point on, that's how I made my homemade sauerkraut. Sometimes even adding a little bit of applesauce just to sweeten it up. Over the years, I've tried all sorts of other hot dogs, from the classic Coney's at Nathan's Hot Dogs in New York City, to the Pennsylvania Dutch-style dogs at Yakko's in Allentown, Pennsylvania, where I had my first taste of chili dogs. I've had hot dogs cooked in beer at the old Swingo's restaurant in Cleveland, hot dogs cooked over a grill at the Charcoal Pit restaurant in Bayonne, New Jersey, little miniature hot dogs cooked in a big kettle with pork and beans, and of course, Hot dogs burnt and charred beyond recognition at backyard picnics and barbecues. Yum! You know, there's something about charcoal that really adds to the flavor of the hot dog. It also makes the job of future archaeologists easier, since the carbon dating process is being given a head start on the barbecue. <laughs> of course, I would be remiss in not sharing the fact that I once bought one of those small Japanese-style hibachi grills so that I could do cookouts on my tiny balcony at a high-rise apartment building where I was living at the time. And naturally, being on a shoestring budget back then, 
My cookout meal of choice was, you guessed it, hot dogs. I even buttered the buns and then toasted them on the grill so that they wound up tasting a lot like the original Howard Johnson's dogs that I remembered from my childhood. Yum. But folks, the most unusual hot dogs I've ever tasted came out of my college years. Because I've always been somewhat mathematically challenged, I signed up for a course that was specially designed for students who couldn't handle a traditional science course. You see, the college had a really great football team, and those football players needed to take some normal courses in order for them to be eligible to graduate. So the school, in its infinite wisdom, came up with some custom-made courses that even football players could pass. Yeah. And so that's what I enrolled in. The class was called Physics 101, Physics for Non-Science Majors, or as everybody else called it, Physics for Football Players. <laughs> well, wouldn't you know it, one of the lab exercises called for learning about the effects of electricity. You know, like how dangerous it is and what unusual things you could do with it. So one day in physics lab, they brought out several packages of uncooked supermarket hot dogs. And then they had us students attach some wires and electrodes to the ends of the hot dogs. And once we turned on the current, we essentially zapped our dogs with high voltage electricity. And voila, we now had instant, well done, perfectly fried hot dogs. And of course, as a bonus, we were all allowed to taste our scientifically roasted sausages before writing up our lab reports and heading on to the next class. They were quite tasty, as I recall. Could have used a little mustard and sauerkraut, but I wasn't going to be picky. As a college student, you learn to appreciate getting free eats, wherever you can find them. And now, years later, I can look back on that experience in the physics lab and realize that we were kind of reliving a certain scene from the movies. You see, we were all playing the role of Dr. Frank N. Stein as we hooked up the electrodes to our Oscar Mayer weenies. Okay, Igor, pass me another hot dog bun, please. <sighs> yes, master, with relish. Hot dog. <laughs> You've been listening to A Look Behind and Rewind. I'm Tom Nielsen. See you next time. Hi, this is Tom Nielsen. If you enjoyed this podcast, you're invited to hear more of our episodes at A Look Behind and Rewind. And feel free to share our link with friends, family, and others, as well as following us on buzzsprout.com, Apple, Pandora, or wherever you get your podcasts.